Okay, so this episode is season two, episode seven. It's called Headspace. What, what? Let's do it. Let's get all up in that headspace. Oh, Lord Jesus. Didn't they, this episode, though? In their brains. They gotta get, they gotta, well, isn't it all of television really getting all up in people's brains? That's a very meta way to think about it. It is, yeah. In your brains and in the characters' brains. Whoa! Yeah, boom. You're peeling my mind grapes. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> this episode, we start with Roy and Keeley. And man. Okay, so Roy is just a smitten kitten. He is a hirsute man. He is very hirsute, and his hirsuteness is smothering this lady. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. I think it would be legitimately very hard to work at the same place as my significant other like yes. that would even if i truly love them like at a certain point you just like it's you're like much. i need to stop seeing your face <laughs> yeah yeah i don't blame keely it's way too much yeah and he's just all in her face every three seconds he's like hi hey hi you know it's, it's very cute it's Jesus. very puppy dog-esque and it's very funny look on right it's very endearing oh god i just I was really feeling. I was like melting. It was like I saw it on Keely's face, but I was like Phew. but then when he went to work and he followed her to get a coffee, I was just like okay, that's that's oof. Yeah, that's a bit much. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. And the poor thing, he doesn't realize it. No, he's just smitten. And he's she's a smitten kitten. Yeah, and she's like dear god if you don't get this man away from me i will choke him like <laughs> even though she loves him she loves him all right so then we check in with nate and he's on his way to see his parents and you know as you do or i imagine as people uh with social media and like public people they search their name on twitter so he's searching his name he's on twitter way into twitter super into twitter um i've gotten into twitter like a little bit too much since august Really? Yeah, because I've that's uh, like having the account for the show is my first time having mm. a Twitter, and so I get it. I get it. It's addictive. Listen, I still like Tumblr. I never got away from it. Do you know why? Because they have a lot of gifts, and I love a good gif. I thought you were gonna say porn. They got rid of that, <laughs> I think, in 2018, which Aww. was somewhat sad. But also, since porn would randomly pop up when I was like scrolling through my gifts, I was like, this is unfortunate this isn't like i'm not saying like if that's how you get off not my problem not here to judge but like if i'm just watching like gifts about the dumb cartoon shows that i watch or like the stuff that i watch and then all of a sudden it's porn that's a little bit yeah or like in know. a work meeting or something yeah and you're just like or yeah if you're just like sitting there like kind of scrolling through and you're like that's people now think i'm a creep <laughs> i don't need that i am a creep but not in that way you don't need them to know yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not a creep in that way. Um, okay? Right. <laughs> I do other weird creepy things that no one needs to know about. Other creep stuff, but not, not on <laughs> not the Not that creep stuff. I'm not a sex pest. <laughs> what is a sex pest? I don't know. Okay. Um, but I feel like it falls under that umbrella. It's Publicly watching porn, sex pest. It sounds like how they used to say pederist. like an old-timey yeah like word for a creep um so nate is on the bird app and Mm -hmm. everybody is giving him praise for winning the game you know and he's even gotten into the papers with the headline the wonder kid wins it yes he is very proud of himself god damn it 
No, I was just saying he's he's goddamn proud. He is. He should be. He should be very proud. He brings his mom flowers. He's going over to. Also, side note: this is a bit of a tangent. What like is this a thing? Is this real? Like they, I've seen it in two different TV shows now, both set in England. They have this thing where they like have their toast and then they like set it. It's like a toast holder. Like I'm assuming it's a real thing, but what is like? Are you guys okay? Like in England, are you okay that you need a toast holder? Is it like, like one of those little taco things? Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't hold tacos. It holds toast. Like I understand when you have a taco holder, like that makes sense. Like tacos are a vertical food. You put your taco shell in. You put your little meats in, and like you want to hold it there while you're eating maybe your other tacos. But like toast, <laughs> what? Like just put it on a plate like a normal human being. I did not notice that, but it sounds cute, and so maybe I'll try to get one off of Amazon. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> it's like the way they have those little egg holder things, which I used to know the name for, but now I don't. Oh yeah, the little eggy cups that hold the boiled eggs. Yeah. Yeah, but you're only supposed to hold the boiled eggs if you soft boil them, right? right? Yeah, but it seems very British is my point. Because, mm. you know, they do breakfast weird over there. They are weirdos. Yeah. Just get Pop-Tarts, man, and shovel them into your face like <laughs> civilized people. So who had this? Nate's daddy? I was just on the table, and I think it's just I've I've seen several like several shows set in England where it's been there, and I'm like, I'm wondering, is this like a real thing, or is this like, like ha, 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 we're all British? Like, you know, like, I don't know if it's like oh, a real thing. Oh, they don't make fun of themselves in that way. <laughs> Like, they I don't, don't have any sense of humor about being British. I think it's real. <laughs> oh, man. That's like a sickness. Um, well, you know <laughs> who put else... put on a goddamn plate. Yeah, I agree with that. You know who else didn't have any sense of humor or levity at all? Uh, Nate's dad. Thank you, yes. The because, worst? Yeah, and so Nate is like, like, hey, you know, they'll just let anybody in the papers nowadays, like, trying to draw his dad's attention to the headline. And... His dad says this, which is kind of a bar, but mostly rude. He says, they say humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. But it's the way that he delivers it. Withering. It's withering. Yes. And he gives nothing to his son. No glory. No congratulations. Nothing. It, it was really, it was gross. Just, just, just like keep that in your back pocket because we're going to talk about this later. Yeah. Uh. Not his dad, but actually his mom. Because his mom is, like, very proud of him and, like, gives him a little kiss. It's very sweet. And I want to be, like... And, like, we see kind of before he comes in, like, his his father is quite nice to his mother. Like, so his mom seems like a normal person. So my question is, is why does she um allow this? Mm. I love that question. That's deep as fuck. It's kind of like... uh. Atlanta from two weeks ago where Ern was talking about it was a Disney episode and Ern was like well Pluto's a dog and Goofy's a dog so why does Mickey drag Pluto on a leash and Goofy allows it like I I think she's probably used to it that's what I would say I don't know we're gonna that's something I'm going to um come with uh come back at a little bit Again? Yeah. It, it vexes me. I'm interested in hearing the thoughts about the mom because I have never thought about the mom in that way. Yeah, we're going to get we're gonna get back into this. This is going to be like, yeah, anyway. I just, I don't understand. Like, we'll, we'll cover it in our, in our, in one of our, in one of our spots in one of our little superlatives. In the superlatives? Okay. Yeah. So, 
And also, Nate is still hung up on the whole Wonder Kid versus Wonderkin thing. I mean, <laughs> because again, so like Nate is prickly. Like he's got this pride. So like if he was like, like there's like Ted or even Beard, like he would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I'm a Wonder Kid. Also, Wonderkind means the same thing. It's just the English translation. Like, he would have been, yeah, I'm the one. I'm the, you're right, I'm the goddamn Wonder Kid. What are you going to do about it? Like, and then he would have just, like, rolled with it. Yeah. As a way of, like, everyone else kind of thinks. It's like, they're giving him a little bit of a hard time, but they're clearly like, yeah, you did it. It's it's cute, you know? Not cute, most, but, like. Yeah, most people are rolling with it. But he's like, oh, well, you know, I actually did say Wonderkin. Like, he mutters it under his breath. Like, people yeah, are going to believe him. Yeah, you know that him. he didn't. Yeah, it's like, okay, Nate, sure. Sure, buddy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's 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 kind of showing this, like, he's he's fragile. He's he's still, I think it comes back to a lot of how his dad treats him. But, um, like, he, he can't make mistakes, even small ones. Yes. And this is a small one. And clearly, like... Like, the media, when they took up the name Wonder Kid, they're not making fun of him. They're not. Like, well, maybe maybe a little razzing him a little bit. But it's it's mostly positive stuff. Yeah. I think it starts as, like, this kind of little quirky thing of, like, oh, this guy messed it up. But it's like, you know, how we all do it. When you like somebody that's a public figure and you give them, like, a moniker, yeah, that might yeah. start as embarrassing, but you come to it becomes a term of endearment right yeah it's become this term of endearment yeah. yeah so after this at the club ted goes to see dr sharon and he's just the classic archetype of the person who's resistant to therapy yes he's very resistant very yeah. nervous first he tries to claim that his meltdown last episode was just a hiccup and that he's feeling all better now that was not a hiccup like nope i that love that choice of bears yeah i love that choice of word and then he just becomes a ball of anxiety and it's like physically manifesting his uneasiness. And yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know where to sit. He doesn't know what to do with any of his limbs. He's just like all over the place. At one point, he sits, he, uh, sits down like Don Draper. Do you and, bet Jason Zanagas, uh, uh, uh auditioned for that role? I bet he did. Uh, I, I don't see him... Well, one, I have not seen Mad Men. But I don't, I think that he's too much of a comedian. Like, I don't see him as having enough of a hard edge to play Don Draper. Hmm. Although we know that he can do drama. He can. Yeah. He was I don't know. very menacing and colossal. I didn't see that. Is that a movie? Um. Yes, you should see it. It's very good. Mm. It's on Hulu, I believe. Okay, I'll look it up. That sounds new because I feel like I just saw the banner for it. It's not. It's an older. It's an older film with Anne Hathaway. Which one is that? Oh, Princess Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Princess Diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, get white ladies confused. I mean, she's a white lady with brown hair, and there are a lot of white ladies with brown hair. Mm-hmm. I say um, this is a white lady with brown hair. Um, <laughs> so, so he's on the couch, and the whole thing that I love through all of their interactions was the way that Doctor Sharon stared at him. Yeah, she's just letting him wear them. It's 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 like you do when you have a toddler who doesn't want to go to bed. You just let them wear themselves out. She is like yes, she's just letting him like do his little. Sh- she's giving him nothing. Yeah, she's like because the second she gives him something, it gives him something to feed off. So she's just letting him tucker himself out. Yeah, I love that description. 
Yep. And she's like, what is this fool doing? So it was hilarious. Like, it was really, really funny. And it was beautifully played for comedy. But you can just tell that after a while, he's just trying to keep the plates spinning. And it's almost like, I, I can imagine that he's thinking, if I can, you know, if I can just keep talking, I can manage this. So it was very relatable to me in that way. And finally, he kind of settles down. They go and sit over by the desk. And Dr. Sharon leans in. Observing all of this, she says to Ted, Ted, don't worry. And I'm like, as if, Dr. Sharon. Like, look at him. He's a, he's a mess. He's a ball of, like, you know, frantic electric wire. But also, I just want her to, like, give him a hug or something, which would not have been appropriate. But <laughs> I just feel so much for him. I'm just like, oh, Ted, like... He is. Put him at ease, please. Yeah. So then she follows up with, why don't you tell me what happened the other night? Referring to his panic attack meltdown. And Ted storms out at this point. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. (laughs) And so um, I think it's getting a little bit too real for old Ted Lasso. Well, the next thing that we see, we're out at practice on the pitch. And the boys engage in a little well-meaning ribbing of Nate. They do. They're giving him basically his props, like Nate the Great, you know, and his growing reputation as a coaching beast. Well, Colin mentions Wonder Kid, and Nate and Colin have this little moment. He comes for Colin's throat in a way that is not funny. It's not. And Beard just kind of looks on. Yeah, Beard's watching it, and he knows what's up, but I think he's trying to- yeah, yeah, he's trying to figure out, like, where is this going somewhere bad? What is Nate doing? Yeah, is this like a one-off where he's just had a rough morning and he'll apologize later? But he notices. Yeah. And uh, Beard, in particular, has been noticing Nate's more prickly behavior for a while. But um, I think he's, he's still... He's a lot of Nate's... Yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of going to the dark side a little bit. Well, I think everyone kind of still views him as a child. Uh, I think that's part. I think that's part of the issue. Is is that they still treat him like he's diminutive? Does that make sense? I would say harmless. Uh, they, they assume yes, that yes, he's yes, harmless. yeah. That he's harmless, and that yeah. this doesn't. That he'll just. That they can kind of ignore it, and it'll go away. Yeah. Like what could I mean? What could sweet little Nate little, do? What could he do? Well, yeah. He's so sweet, you know. And so oh, adorable. That's what's so good about the character arc. I love it. It is. It's a great character. I do need something to add again, tangent, Mm -hmm. uh, which is Danny Rojas on the scene. His hair is glorious. Glorious hair. He typically has a very nice hair. I know, but it was particularly like, it was beautiful. It was flowing. Was it bouncy and luxurious? uh, It was. was, And it it was a lovely wave to it. And Mm. I just needed to bring it to everyone's attention. Nice. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm all for the hair and fashion, you know. Insights. There, I have several note. I have I have several uh several of them throughout this throughout this um throughout my notes. Nice. So anyway, Nate tells Colin to sit out this practice drill. So to me, this was basically just Nate being butthurt, um, and so taking out hurt. yeah what happened with his dad earlier on Colin. Poor little Colin. Remember when you didn't like him? I do remember why I didn't like Colin. It was for a good reason. He was a bully. And he was strange. Well, he was a, He's still strange. <laughs> but and I, having, I used to call him Welsh Hole, and now I I'm a big now fan you of Colin. Love him. I've turned the corner. Well, like solving the Jamie problem solved a lot of issues. 
It did. It definitely made Colin better. I think it saved Isaac from going down the dark side. Yeah, Isaac used to be a bully too. They used to be his kind of minions. Yeah, and like the second they were, yeah, the second they kind of removed it, he was he was fine. And then I'm just going to be honest. Finding out that Colin might be LGBT made me like a little bit more, just a bit, just a small bit. So we'll see if we ever get anything definitive. Yeah, about I wonder. That. If, I wonder if they're ever going to investigate that. To be honest, because like we've well, it's only been a single passing mention of he he knows what grinder is. Yeah, I mean, he could know that from anything, really, because it's a cultural phenomenon. But um, I, th- I don't know if it's just fans that are wanting that or if the show really intends it. But I, I hope that we get something. I would, too. I would like to see that. Yeah. He- he's a sweetie boy. Yeah. And plus, it would be interesting to tackle. I don't know if the show wants to, because it would be quite a serious plot line. But what it is to be, like, you know, LGBTQ and in sports and in the locker room and how, like, that would be. That would be hard. So I don't know if they'd want to tackle it because I think that would be a be, like it would have to be handled quite seriously. That's why I want them to tackle it. Well, because I feel like they could set a good example. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, but I don't like it's it's like we don't it's like they keep touching on Ted's drinking, but they're not they don't delve into it because I think though the show does deal with a lot of heavy stuff, like dealing with addiction. Or dealing with like homophobia, like that's that's a little darker than I think the show has gone in the past. Does that make sense? No, it does totally. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not capable of it. We've seen the writers be very deft and very you know good with a lot of things. Um, I just I feel like it would be out of tone for the show. I think we still have a season left, so there's still a lot of things that I want that I'm not going to be heartbroken if I don't get. But I, you know, I have my. My, my wants and desires. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I would like I would like to see that. I love Colin. Yeah. It was a good time. So after practice, the fellas head to the locker room, and Sam is in there checking his phone to see whether Boss Girl has mentioned... They're doing boy gossip. Boy gossip. Oh, it was so cute. Boy gossip. Wasn't it cute? It was adorable. It was so cute. I loved it. They were just giving him such a hard time. I love when the, the three little dots pop up, and they're like, oh! Yes. And they all gather around. And then, oh. yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I think even Jamie got into it. Jamie has gotten into it. And also, if you notice this whole episode, Jamie and Sam are like shoulder to shoulder. They're, the, I, they in so many in their, scenes. Yeah, the improvement in their relationship is quite lovely. It's uh, it's adorable. I love the, it. The, the redemption of, um, of, of Jamie Tart has been wonderful to see because now he's just kind of a lovable idiot. Yeah. Well, he and always was kind of, but he... I mean, he was. There was that, but there was always that mean edge to him. Yeah. And so, without that, with that, that mean edge pulled off, he's just he's just wonderful to have around. He's, he's not an ugly, you know, he's not an not ugly an baby, ugly, ugly boy, <laughs> <laughs> ugly, ugly baby. He's definitely not that. Um, but I think oh, I, love, I love seeing them just shoulder to shoulder. We don't see like their relationship, but we see them like physically uh in proximity a lot and i just like i just i like thinking of them as friends friends because i think that now that jamie has gotten better he's like worthy of a sam you know what i mean i, I like it i i agree i don't know if they're full friends but at least they're like friendly they're doing yes and i like to see it i do yeah so boss girl hasn't messaged sam back on banter and apparently it's been two days and still nothing it's crickets right yep and sometimes these three dots appear. She's trying to say something. She's thinking she goes away. 
And poor Sam, he's just like, oh, I blew it, you know? And he starts doing yeah. that thing where you, you talk yourself, like, you basically let yourself down easy, you know? Like, you give your, you're like, oh, this is never going to happen. You know, I messed up. Um, then we cut over to Rebecca. And she's in her office with Keely and Higgy Stardust. And she types something and then erases it. And basically her problem is that she doesn't know how to respond because he asked her out last episode. That's me. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's a big step in general, but especially for something like banter when you don't know anything about like what they look like, like what their background is, like nothing. All you know is the words that you've been exchanging. So it's a really big step. I can understand why she's nervous. And Higgins is like... Higgins oh. is reading her to filth. Like, Higgins is like, you're just worried. Like, this idea that you've brought into your head is not going to match up, blah, 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 blah. Like, he is, Higgins is given the best advice. Basically, this show should be, everyone should listen to Higgins. Yeah. This show should be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, phone a friend, and it's always Higgins, yeah. It's always Higgins. <laughs> And and then he, I believe he drops a lovely bit about his wife being the air in which he breathes. Higgins oh crushing it. He's crushing it. <laughs> I did find that a little bit gross, but I'm happy it for Higgins. It was a bit much. It was a bit much. But I think he was also trying to gross them out. <laughs> yeah, I think he meant it. It was just happened to be gross. Yes, yes. I think he. I think, but I think he was like trying to lay it on thick to be like, you can find happiness. Look at how how happy, how disgustingly <laughs> happy I am. Maybe I have so. way too many children. Yeah, <laughs> that's how happy we are. We have five boys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's cute. We were like, we have four of them already. Let's go for another. <laughs> so he, yeah, he says, "How about you tell him the truth?" Which is, I'd like to meet up, but I'm worried that I can't live up to the fantasy I've created in my head. So I'm going to let my insecurities keep me from possibly finding my one true love. And so Rebecca is just stressing out. She notes that uh, London 152's favorite film is Ratatouille. And she looks over at Keely and she goes, that's worrying, isn't it? And I have to say, very, no, astute, very astute observation, Rebecca. You want to know no. why? Why? Not because of the movie. You don't like rats. No, I love fucking Ratatouille. It's great. It's it's like one yeah. of the best movies ever. But that should have been her. That was her clue. She knew something was wrong with this. That was her clue that this person is a baby child. You are right. Yeah. That was that was that should have been her clue that he is quite quite young. Yeah. Like that's what I was thinking of. Like this person, this person is young because when did Ratatouille come out? Because we were young when Ratatouille came I out. I feel like we were in college at some point. Like yeah, early like, aughts, maybe? Yeah. I'd have to look it up. It's a good movie. But he and likes Keely, a cartoon. Keely. Listen. If he's up. a 40-year-old man that's around her age, he's not going to... Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count her with Up, because Up is a masterpiece of filmmaking. It is. Or, or Toy Story 3. Coco? Oh my god, Coco? Coco! I can't watch. I've watched it once, and I can't watch it again. Coco is like a serious drama. Like I, I can't know that's my that's the thing. It. I can't, I watched it once, and I can't watch it again. Yeah. Um, it's like harsh, but like yeah, or like or but again, like Toy Story three. I'm sorry. The the minute where they they they're all going into the the burning the compactor thing, and they oh, can't. Yeah. And they and they just all reach out and hold hands. Oh my god! I gotta tell you. I was in the theater, um, and like every, you could just hear, like it is silent, and you hear the entire theater crying. Yeah. Like, and then 
I, we were getting out with my friend, and she goes, I don't like that. Oh. And we were, like, everyone just, like, looked at her, and I was like, I've never let her forget it. Never Wait, she didn't like the whole for- movie, or just no, that one? No, she thought it was silly. And, like, everyone is oh. kind of, like, wiping tears out of their eyes as they're leaving. And it's just like... Hmm. I would like to talk to her about why. Don't don't tell her I told told you that. I won't. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Where? I've lost my place in my notes at this point. Uh, who knows? Um, oh, yeah. So, right, 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 right. But, okay. So, Keely chimes in and she's like, who cares what his favorite film is? Plus, she agrees with us. Ratatouille is a goddamn masterpiece. It is. And <laughs> I love this next pick. Top notch. Ironically, it's about snobbery and how good art can come from anywhere. And I'm like, amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Um, so, stop your dithering. And go fuck your cartoon rat. And I'm like, amen again, I, I think. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Maybe, I think. Uh, but Rebecca's worried. What if they meet up and it all goes wrong? Every relationship is a nightmare. And I would say like 85% of the time I agree with her on that. It's just, oh God, why? Why? Dating. Ugh. ugh, ugh. So gross. Yeah. It's so gross. It's I was talking, side note, I was talking to someone on the apps and- um, Ooh. They, he, I was listening to like podcasts and he's like, oh, I like Jordan Peterson. And I was like, done. Oh, done. is that why we you mentioned done. that? What? Which you one mentioned Jordan Peterson in one of our previous episodes and, and we were like, now the episode's haunted and we should throw it away. Is that why you mentioned that? Maybe. Because I was like, why is that man's name even on your mind? Jesus. Yeah, it might have come up and uh, like, and I was just like, we are done. We are yeah. not. And I, I'm, I might burn my phone. Like, abort. 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 Yeah. I, like, just, like, stopped. I was like, nope, we're done. And he was just like, really? That's it? I was just like, block, 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 block. Yes. We are done, 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 you maniac. I don't want, like, light Nazis in my life. Not even light, though. I mean. <laughs> I guess just a regular Nazi. Fuck that yeah. dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I would hard. be very happy to never, ever um, think of that person again. It was it was traumatizing. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So listen, I I'm basically dating is terrible, yeah. and yeah, it, it's horrific. It's and yeah. some people like Jordan Jordan Peterson. Oh Jesus! Every time you say the name, it like it does it does it send shivers down your spine. Yes. Do you feel like you're going to like call him like um like Bloody Mary, Ugh. Like Candyman. It's horrible. In the words of Ted Lasso, it's horrible. No, thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah relationships are nightmares except for higgins marriage which is very life-affirming it is it's wonderful <laughs> on a greeting card level yeah and i love it also keely's relationship with roy which is ag- aggravatingly perfect in every way is what rebecca says but keely's like i don't know it was easier when we didn't work together he's become like my shadow poor thing mm-hmm. all right and just as soon as she starts to open up Look who comes walking in. None love, other than Roy Kent himself. I love they do little jazz scatting to come yeah. in. <laughs> they do like the fake jazz scatting. I loved it. I love it. I it love was, it. It was super <laughs> awkward. And Roy's and, like, go ahead. So you're talking about me? Were you talking about me? <laughs> and he's just like, yep. And they're like, and Keely, without his pause, goes, yeah. And like, and then he's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Oh, so cute. He's so cute. God damn it. He's like, he's he's the best. And then I like when they leave, they just like pick up right where they left off. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're like, trying to. They, yeah. Well, I think it's because they were like, they thought this was silly. And then they're like, 
well, I'm actually having quite a lovely time doing this with my friend. I like that interpretation a lot more than mine, but my interpretation was that they were trying to sell it. I they really don't think they were because that- Keely, Keely just did. I don't think they were because Keely like acknowledged did it she acknowledge- pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she was like, she goes, Jazz, why are you Jazz? And he goes, you were talking about me, weren't you? And Keely just goes, yep. And they like gets off the couch. Because mm. I've definitely done that before when you've been like talking about either about someone or something you didn't want them to hear. And you, you, turn, you change the subject and then after they're like leaving and walking away you still act like you're talking about that fake subject when really nobody was it's one of my I favorite mean, things <laughs> it's a lot of fun to do i'm not gonna lie yeah. but like i've never done jazz scatting and i don't think there's 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 no level of commitment that could sell that oh <laughs> yeah i think that's true like bless them bless them i love higgins i love rebecca but there is no level of commitment uh, Low-key, though, they should start a band. They should start, like, a trio. They're great. Yeah, Because yeah, she can sing. Great. He plays upright. Like, come on. That's right there. Yeah, get, get a get, drummer. Get a jazz. Yeah, get a jazz group together, babies. Yeah. So later, Keely and Roy are at home. And he's trying to get something started with her. But she orders him to go sit on the couch and read quietly. <laughs> because it was very fun. And I love that he just does it. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, and he's like, really? I really love that he gets really into uh, like this damn brown. Da Vinci code, yeah, yeah, the Da Vinci Code. He's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I love reading Roy. Like, I feel like now yeah, that well, it started yeah. with a Wrinkle in Time, now he's like a reader now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's so enthused. I yeah. love it. It's so cute. Um, but she's feeling smothered, and you know, Roy though ends up getting his way because apparently, hot men being obedient is Keely's thing. And I have to say, same. I, I mean, okay. I can't. I <laughs> listen. I if if Roy Kent was sitting on my couch, I would be. I I would be lured into smooches too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that there's anything I anyone can do about it. Totally. Like, especially when he's fact, taking orders. Like, like Jesus God. Oh my God. And he's being cute and being real hyped up about a book. Oh my God. Yeah. It's adorable. He is like. A hundred percent, like a mildly domesticated Roy Kent is the, he's, he's the perfect man. That's the ideal. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I really, oh, oh go okay. ahead. Sorry. This is, this is one, this is Julia's fashion corner, corner in this one. Keely's earrings, the great big gold ones look very heavy. Like, I feel like they would eventually cause a headache. Were they door knockers? No, they were, um, like these big hoops, really big, but like thick. Hmm. Like a thick hoop. I don't know. They just look like they would be very, very heavy. Hmm. She has the neck strength for it. You know what I mean? I mean, probably, but still. She does. We know that she does because she wears those high ponies, which have to be like um, partially weave. They have to be. I worry yeah. about her getting traction baldness. I do too, kind of low key. Like you, like, you, you can't that have up. that tight, tight head. Like you can't have that level of like tight ponytail without worrying mm. about it uh, speaking of hair and keely that the keely as well as the actress juno they can wear almost any type of hair like it's crazy yeah. she looks good in, with like almost anything and she can do like kind of weird styles too and still look like she hardcore very, and awesome it's, it's very amazing. unique ones yes yeah. yes well she she's it, I she's versatile she is i also think she's she's quite petite so like like i think she's a short person so I think there's a lot of like 
styles that look good on her. I don't know. Because she, she wears a lot of wild stuff, too. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're pulling that off. You really yeah. are. You're really doing it. Because, like, if you wear something that's where she, like, where she needs to be, like, tall to pull it off, she just puts on these ginormous high heels. And you're yeah. like, and she's like, and now I am a tall person. And it just basically, she's crushing it is the moral of the story. Yeah. Big she's fan. just crushing it on all fronts. She's fucking fit. <laughs> she is. She is fucking fit. Um, okay. So, but I going back to the scene, I really feel bad for Keely because I identify with her. Like, I'm not an all up in each other's shit, like smothery type of person. Um, and while it's endearing when men get this way, unfortunately, it doesn't mesh with me. You know, and it can be like it has been problematic for me in, in the past in relationships, and. Mm. Sometimes I think that men and like masculine people in general can get this way because they might not have other outlets for like intimacy and tenderness and um, like basically due to them trying to put on a front for their friends. I don't think that's Roy Kent. I think he's just a smitten kitten. But yes. You don't think that Roy puts on a front? No, because look at how soft and lovely he is with his niece and he's clearly very open I'm talking about with his men. sister. Well, like, I think, I think he's, like, I think they talk, I think he does it in, like, a man way, but, like, I bet he has, like, he had those conversations with Isaac, like, he he can be very open, like, he's shockingly very open, but I think he's just a smitten kitten, and he wants to spend all his time with Keely, and I don't blame him, Keely is rad, Um, but I, I also like, what I really like about this scene is it shows that while he is smothering her, there's still love there, like, she is not... Yes. Like, she's annoyed, but it's not, like, there's not irreparable, like, there's still love. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not to the point of, like, oh, shit, I gotta get rid of you. Yeah. It's it's more of a thing of just, like, if I could just get, like, 15 minutes, please. (laughs) I still love you. Still love you. But just, like, two seconds, please. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think you're right about that. So, okay, next, Ted is back at Dr. Sharon's office. Uh, And this is the next day, obviously. So. She's surprised to see him come back, but he's like, I don't quit things. All right. So Ted Lasso trying to stick it in there, right? White knuckling it. Good good job, he's Ted Lasso. Trying, he's trying. He's trying. And, and we get we get a little lead tasso here, but for realsies. Oh, baby, let me tell you. Okay. And I had also a question about this too, so I'll ask you. Sure. All right. So again, we get a reference to Ted's other time trying therapy when he mm-hmm. did couples counseling with Michelle. And he says you know, Dr. Sharon asked him how to go, and he says, well, I'm in London, and she's back in Kansas. So we can all imagine how that worked out. And he told us before in a previous episode. And here's where it gets good, okay? And I leaned in at this point, okay? And Sharon is all, I take it you're not a fan of this work. And she asks him why. And Ted Lasso says, you want the truth? And Sharon hits him with a bar. She's like, I'm only interested in the truth. Bars. She has so many bars. Ooh, and at this point, Dr. Sharon is crushing it. Crush. Crushing it. And at this point, Lasso puts his whole dick on the table. And he's like, because I think it's bullshit. Okay, pause. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. One, is this the first time that we hear Ted Lasso curse in earnest? Outside of like quoting someone? I think so, yes. I think it is too. And I would literally have to go back and rewatch the whole series to be sure i'm not gonna do that that seems like a lot of work yeah i mean at some point i will but i don't know for sure like i don't know 100 percent. but my sense is that this is the first time we get like a true ted lasso curse 
Yeah, this is this is the part. This is clearly a part of Ted that he keeps away, that he yes. keeps hidden, because we know like he is a genuinely nice guy, but there is a part of what he, the way he is, that is a bit of an act. Oh yeah, and so like this is more. I think he's allowing some of his hurt and anger to come out with what happened with his wife. Um, no, to be honest, like, I, I can understand, I, I like, it's left I, a bad taste in his mouth. It's for left sure. a bad taste in his mouth. I, but I, I would, I would challenge the fact that like, I, I honestly, if he went to a good psychologist, which, you know, caveat, they're not, you know, just like, they're not know, all good. They're not all good. Just like every plumber is not every, all good. Or like, sometimes they're not the best fit. Maybe it wasn't the best fit. But let's function under the that under the assumption that he was vaguely confident. He said he felt like he was being attacked, and I think it's because he was being asked to change. Um, and that is something you often hear in kind of, especially in like couples, that like one party feels attacked because let's be honest, in relationships, like there can be blame on both sides. But occasionally it's one party more than the other. And to be honest, I can see it being Ted. I know that you feel that way. Uh, Julia, Julia, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some therapy speak. Um, I hear what you're saying and Mm -hmm. I respect your feelings and Uh thank you for sharing with me. (laughs) Uh Okay, go ahead. Well, no, Ted is lovely, but I can see his wife getting fed up. With a lot of his cheerfulness. I can see it being very hard to connect to him, maybe emotionally. Because he would still be wonderful. He would still be helpful. I bet he'd be an excellent partner. I bet there'd be... Slang that dick, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know... (laughs) We've learned from Sassy Smurf. Um, He's clearly eager to please. He's clearly eager to be of help. But I bet he is not very emotionally open. Um, I do. And I wonder about that. That's because that's what I think was probably the death knell of his marriage. But I'm willing to bet she felt that she couldn't get through that surface level, that that cheerful tedness that he puts on, and mm-hmm. talk about hard things. Because even if life is hard, it's just hard. Like, and. Like, if you can't sit there and have hard conversations with your spouse on occasion, like, that's, that's not good. I can see it causing, I can see it causing the dissolution of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wonder about that exact thing that you just laid out. On the other side of it, because I was, like, going back and forth with myself while watching this episode, I was like, okay, I can kind of see where Julia's been going with this. On the other side, like, He's been incredibly emotionally open with his players and they're just his players. So I would think that he could like also show openness but he and even show, he a greater show openness. He doesn't show vulnerability. He shows openness, but not vulnerability. And those are similar, but different things. No, well, I, I would also say vulnerability because it, it, think about the tan line speech. And that was very vulnerable because it's drawing from his own experience so I'm, my point is, I wonder kind of whether you're right or whether it's not that, 
because we've seen him be, in my opinion, both open and vulnerable with we've seen a number of other people. and Primarily Rebecca. Yeah, like um, a number of other people. And I think where I come down on it is we don't have enough yeah. about either Michelle or the marriage to say no, one don't. way or the other. But we do know that he ran. I hope that I I hope that we get this in 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 season three, like a, on the list of things I want to see. Yeah. So and then the other thing that I noticed about this was um, like I don't agree with Ted. Therapy's not bullshit, but I can see it's why not. he feels the way he feels. And so let's let Ted Lasso explain himself. So he says, "You don't know me. We don't have history, and yet you just expect me to spill my guts, all the gory details of my life." But you ain't listening because you care about me. You're listening to me because you're paid to listen to me. And we'll probably just blame blame it on my folks, right? You say you're only interested in the truth, yet here you are charging an hourly rate for only 50 minutes of work. And I'm like, oh, like drama Ugh. queen. He is. He was. Dr. Sharon comes <laughs> back at him hard. She does. But first, I want to just give kudos for J- to Jason Sudeikis for the acting, that like act like capital A C T I N G. Like he was acting, and he was like channeling some of the greats, you know. So I got a little Betty Davis in there. I got a little Viola in there. I got a little Streep in there. Maybe he some was Glenn Close. Almost menacing in these scenes. What? I just picked up drama, but menacing? No, he is. He's being aggressive. He is being. He is trying to be. Um. Oh, angry, for sure. Yeah. Angry. He, he's trying to be menacing and intimidating in these scenes. You think he's trying to be intimidating? I, I took it as he's I putting up he a is. shield. I, I think that's ultimately the point. Yeah. That he is trying to get her to back off to a certain extent. But yeah. And, you know, the whole thing was also giving me a little bit of young Matt Damon, right? What do you mean? The, the whole entire thing is very, like, Goodwill Hunting, right? Well, like, the wise ooh. therapist... And the resistant patient, like um, Robin Williams and Matt Damon. I could see that. I loved it. Oh, I thought it was so good. Like, give me drama. Like, give me acting. Please. It was so good. I love Goodwill Hunting. Love that movie. I would like to watch that again and see if it holds up. It's been a very long time. It's been a long time for me. But back around the time that it came out, I I would just watch it on a loop. Like, I would just push play. Oh, yeah. That was one of those ones that I would. Yeah. yeah, That's one of those ones that I watched, like, that I've seen a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, also, while I feel uh, I feel Ted emotionally, I don't agree with him factually, but he did make a good point about charging an hour for only getting 50 minutes. The maths don't math on that one. That's, you know why they do that. Like Sharon, Sharon's all like, I want truth. But somehow in therapy world, truth is two plus two equals five. That's not like, shut up. So I, I did agree with that one point. <laughs> I don't but it is what it is <laughs> okay and so then after his little tirade ted lasso storms out again he does he's yeah. he does a lot of storming Ooh, drama i loved it oh god damn it i love a drama queen jason today because it's so good it is good it's very enjoyable i don't i don't agree with it but it's enjoyable to watch <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so taking a reprieve from that we get what i've taken to calling a hallway scene um, and the, sh- nerd. the show uses these a lot. Well, you know how they have like the walk and talks on West I Wing? I know, I know. It's a I remember, 
I remember when they did that in, uh, they did a send up to that in 30 Rock and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I like noticing like little devices that shows use and they use this a lot. And I just think it's a really clever and lovely way to give us like pieces of plot and move along character arcs in a way that feels really natural. And it's quick too. You can get to the point really quickly. So the first thing that we get is Nate searching his name again and looking pleased about it. And then we get cuteness. Sam and Rebecca, they're both walking down the hallway. Each of them have their heads stuck in their phone. And they bump into each other. And Sam says, we've never been so connected, yet never further apart. And he apparently takes the words right out of her mouth because she was going to say the exact same thing. Aw. I loved it. Oh, my God. It's a bit much. But all right. You watch them and the way that they're like cute and awkward and giddy around each other. And you can tell that neither one of them really understands like why. Like they know that like there's kind of something, but neither one of them is thinking along those lines really. And um, I'm watching them and they're so fucking cute. And I'm just like, just make out on the floor already. Just, just, (laughs) just tackle each other just right there. I'd watch it. Where's my popcorn? I would be worried about her ankles because those are very high heels. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait till we get to my favorite moment. Anyway. I know you can. <laughs> All right. So next, there's a scene with Colin and Nate. Oh. Well, there's first Will. Will comes in the office. He's like, got your pens. He's very cute. It's very endearing. Will is such a little baby. Yeah. Um, He's like a little baby penguin. Nate just like straight ignores him. And then Colin c- comes in and is like, apologetic he's being the adult in the situation right and he's like well i don't know what i did to offend you i'm very sorry like i'd like to apologize let's work this out basically and nate is a level of mean that is unconscionable full-on cunty not in a good way either yeah no it's like he says well like um danny rojas and and um boy jamie and jamie my boy james it, they're like um jimothy <laughs> um are um what was he called them picasso and, and go gone and he and he says pedophiles bless his heart um and he's like no masterpieces and you're just here and i was just like shut your stupid yeah. fat little mouth he you, called you whoa. tiny your <laughs> tiny little man face this man plays soccer premier level soccer like shut your stupid little shut your wet mouth just shut it staple it shut like this man performs athletics on the regular that you could only dream about yes maybe he's not like you know he's not like maradona with the was the, the foot the right foot blessed by god or whatever it was like he doesn't have quite like he's not the best of the best fine he is still so far above you that you bet like like you are below sea level you are in the mariana trench when it comes to levels of like athleticism shut your wet mouth nathan like i haven't heard you do a read like that in a long time i well like (laughs) he didn't do like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you can't, you just, he just tells him to just do your job. And it's like, okay, like, I, okay, whatever, whatever. He calls like, him like, a holiday in painting. Yes. And like, shut up. You can't even do that. Like, if you're even going to compare them, you can't do that. Like, we have not seen Nate at any shape or time display athleticism. Like, this guy, like, like, 
oh, say he's middling. Like, just say he's middling. He is still, like, he has made it to the Premier Leagues. Like, that is, that is, like, some, some, like, like, peewee level coach insulting an NFL player. Like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Like, these are physical specimens. Like, oh my god, be quiet. How dare you? Yeah, basically, like, and and Colin is just crushed. And my little my little Welsh boy is just qu- crushed. Yeah. So I totally agree. Them's was fighting words. Yeah, sorry. And it Nathan, was just like, it drove me nuts. Nathan, like, from now on, I'm going to call him Nathan because I'm upset with him. You know? Yes. I've got to call him by his, his uh, the name his Christian mama gave him, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So he's lucky, basically, that Colin is evolved, okay, and that he's a strong and capable man. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that Colin was, like, chanting his mantra to prevent himself from, like, tackling Nate. This is a side note. I I didn't like when Beard undercut him when he said that. Because Beard, I feel, should be a bit more evolved. But, um... (laughs) Earlier when when, uh, Colin was practicing and he was like, I'm a strong and capable man. I love that mantra. I just, I like it's it. It's a great, he should have it. He is a strong and capable man. He is man. a strong Again, and capable he man. He plays Premier League soccer. Yeah. Did he have a Lamborghini and crash it in season one? Yes. But. Wasn't he also he the one that tossed the one. keys into the, the bonfire? <laughs> yeah, he's he's a, he's a bit of an idiot. He's not just like smartest. our beloved, just like our beloved Jamie Tart. Um, he can, he can rap better than Drake. <clears throat> Fuck Drake. I mean, listen. <laughs> Drake is Drake came for my girl, so I I know. Let's not leave Megan alone. Let's 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 just take that name out of our mouths. Yep. And uh He's almost another one of those JP who shall not be named. He's a pedophile who just hasn't been caught yet. Ooh, wow. Okay. I don't wanna know the story behind that. You um, haven't heard, but I'll believe like, you. Like he's I don't want to. Like creeping on young, like he creeped on like Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown until she turned like eighteen. Uh. Yeah, and there's been like rumors he's done it with a few other people too. I always want to call her uh, Millie Vanilli Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, I'm worried about her. I feel like, I feel like she's gonna end up doing a lot of drugs and get burned. Oh and be God! Dead by like 35, Please. I'm really worried about her. Please don't say that. Oh, I don't. I don't want to speak it into existence, but like, oof, we she, lost she somebody um, before thirty-five. Aaron Carter, RIP. I saw that. I was yeah. shocked. I was like, oof. I knew he wasn't like. I knew it was coming, but it was still. You don't. Just. I don't want it. I don't yeah. want it to happen. You don't want it, right. No. So, I agree with you about the beard thing. Um, also, yeah. by the way, beard saw. This whole he thing sees this again between Colin and Nate and Nathan, yeah, yeah, from the other yes. side of the glass. He sees it and he is most perturbed. Yeah. And next, there's a meeting in the boot room. I like that they've decided it's the boot room where smoking doesn't count. Where smoking doesn't count. And <laughs> Keely's in there smoking mm-hmm. and trying to get space from Roy. Ted comes in, followed by Rebecca Higgins, and then Will, and eventually Jamie. <laughs> and Rebecca, like I said, it's a meeting in the boot room. Like it's where yeah. they go to powwow. Rebecca, I, I like, I like that Rebecca gives. I think what is the best, second best advice to this even after after Higgins, which is stop auditioning your complaints. That's a good one. Bar, yeah, yeah. 
So she advises Keely as well to stop bottling things up and simply tell Roy how she feels. And Ted's all, I don't know, sometimes it's good to bottle things up. No, that's Ted, not true. Terrible no, life advice. It's not good to bottle things up. Terrible um, life advice here, Theodore. He says, that's how you get pickles. I do like pickles. I but... do like pickles. <laughs> that's not right. I'm not always a big fan of pickled onions, though, when you flash, uh, flash pickle onions. Not a big fan always. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. I like the red ones. That's red, what I mean, like the flash pickled. Yeah, I, I don't always, I don't always like those. I fuck with that. Put that on a taco. Mm. See, it, it just depends on my mood. Yeah, maybe so. And Higgins is like, and messages in bottles. God uh, bless him. He's, he's random. He is sometimes he is crushing it. He, he has this little it. pipe in the scene. That's so cute. Yeah. He's like, well, as long as we're smoking, I'm gonna pull out my pipe. <laughs> I mean, though, I did have a, my grandfather used to smoke a pipe, and let me tell you, that is a special kind of stink. Um, oh, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, it stunk so bad. And then he died at, like, 87 of throat cancer, and it was real fast. So maybe oh. don't smoke a pipe is the moral of the story. I didn't know it was throat cancer. Yeah, I mean, he smoked for, like, ever. I think <laughs> since before the war. But Oh, no, no, not my pop-up that just died. This oh. is my grandfather. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my, my grandfather, I think, made it to only 88. But again, smoked like a chimney. Smoked nonstop. So I got to imagine that if he didn't smoke, he probably would have lived longer than God. Yeah, 87 so, is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, for, again, pipe like a goddamn chimney. Hmm. Well, you know, they say the secret to a long life is being happy and doing the things that you like. So maybe that's what mm. did it. That is. I mean, my grandma kept drinking scotch until she couldn't anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm so trying to do. that worked. <laughs> Drink scotch until you can't anymore? I'm trying, yes, but also do things that I like. Well, at the in the in the <laughs> boot room, Roy pops up again. Yep. And for sure this time, he knows that everyone's talking about him. I love when they, he asks, because they all just go, yes. Yes, yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah, but he doesn't know what they're talking about, and he doesn't seem to care much because Roy, no. in general, is a confident person. He He's care. a very confident man. Okay, but soon He's after... very sexy. His confidence is very sexy. Baby, yes it is. So soon after, though, he finds out what they were talking about, all right? Yeah, they go home, and yeah. Roy is kind of following her around a little bit like a little lost puppy dog. Oh, yes. A little bit. This yeah. is... I really... This is, this is I think, actually wise, because they, they play it up kind of to a believable degree given what we've seen but it's clearly like escalating and he is just all over her and it's like roy roy i wish i wish you lived in my house but this is a bit much mm -hmm. so she's downstairs in her house she's watching sex in the city and it's the episode where aiden is getting on carrie's nerves because she's he's just all up in her space and her business yeah and we have to watch our favorite couple get into it and so roy he won't let her have a minute to herself. He's like all up in her ass again while reading his book, which is very annoying. I don't like it when people do that where they like have their thing going on and then they want to comment to you. And it's like, baby, I don't know what you, I don't know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't follow what you're talking about. Like sh shut up, get away from me. And it's hard to watch, but it is expected. And she just kind of blows up on him about needing space. And he's all like, what have you been telling everyone that I follow you around like some needy clingy fridge magnet? And oh, and he is legitimately hurt, and it is. is hard to see him hurt. Yeah, and he's fully wounded. 
he like storms off because he's like he's here he is thinking that like like he because he's like i thought you were just bitching about like normal gossip normal like uh you know about how much hair or like the bullshit you bitch about when you live with a significant other like he doesn't pick up his dishes blah 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 blah. you know the stuff that you need to blow off steam and and here he is thinking that that's not it yeah he's like hurt he is hurt and it's understandable and he says that he feels like an idiot poor little roy kent his little hurt little feelings poor little baby roy and, okay, so I'll say this. That needed to happen, but the issue is, is that Keely let things get so bad. She let it build up, was bottling things up again to the point where yeah. she, like, exploded. Yeah, instead so. of being like, hey, I need a couple, can you, like, instead of, like, the last time he was reading in there, like, can you just go back upstairs? Or, like, or she all she said is, like, hey, I'm trying to watch this show. I want to watch it alone. Do you think you can go upstairs? Because Roy Kent, sensible man that he is, would have just been like, oh, okay gone upstairs yeah or just like laying the whole thing out which is like dude we like you're basically living at my house we work together don't you get tired of me because i'm kind of tired of you (laughs) yeah like don't like i just need a couple i need a little bit of air dude yeah i need a little bit doesn't mean i love you any less doesn't mean anything like that i want to spend most of my time with you just not all of it right although sometimes you'd be surprised how much you can lay that out and people still don't fucking get it and jesus that's bad. Uh, I mean, Been there. there's a reason I don't have a boyfriend right now, and it's because I value my alone time. That and that Jordan Peterson thing. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's move past it. You keep bringing it up, and I just don't. I know can't. Why. It was very traumatizing uh, okay. for me. Actually, clearly, I need to go see Doctor Sharon and to talk go. it all out. Yes, yes, I can. I understand why you do as well. Like that was rough. Come on, that's rough. I feel for you. I really do. I really, really, really super. It was like, I thought he was like, I thought it was chill. I thought it was like, we were, we were, we were, you know, flirting it up. And then it was that. And I was like, oh no. Like, bitch, what? Like, you can't be serious. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with men these days. Uh, the, the internet is bad for them. Men should not it be allowed really to is. be on the internet. <laughs> I don't know. I feel very bad because masculinity and its definition have shifted. So some of them are defaulting to its old way instead of just kind of accepting this is the way things are yeah and a lot of it's tied up in like economic frustrations is it i think (laughs) yes yes is it so i think i don't i i don't buy it to a certain extent i think it is yes like um because like a lot of people and the fact that like more and more women are going to college and oh, so, like, okay. I think that is true. There are certain segments where women are out earning and out, you know, more educated, blah, blah. Only that's an excuse for them losing their goddamn minds. No, I don't think any of this is yeah, an excuse. Okay. I'm just saying these are some of the root causes. And I think if you legitimately addressed, especially some of the economic ones, like you would see there would not be as much interest in this. Like if, because most men, like, because my friend who's a physician, like, ha- legitimately has a problem dating because she cannot, like... That's a physician. I've heard about that. It's a physician thing. Yeah. Like, as yeah. women, like... like Don't they tell a, them that? Um, that no. Like, when, when women doctors go to school... Uh, or maybe that was in an article I read where uh, th- there was a professor that basically said, you should try to get married before you leave school because once you're a doctor, it's going to be hard. I didn't. I didn't read that article, but yeah, like... Like generally, and the only the only people that doctors tend to marry are either other doctors, or or lawyers. Yep. Or like like the Cosby Show. Yeah, 
or like, you know, software engineers or, you know, data architects and stuff like that. People that like are their level of education. It's been very, very difficult for her. That's understandable. It's difficult for everybody, but it's not, well, it hasn't been difficult for uh, sweet little Keeley, except for this man doing too much. I mean, he's, he's perfect. It is possible to be too perfect as we've learned. From Roy Kent. Mm. 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 This this clingy thing is a major flaw. I'm sorry. I don't think he's clingy. I think he just wants to spend but, time oh with God, her. Jesus I don't think it, there's a difference between being clingy <laughs> and so wanting clingy. to spend. He's there's a difference between being clingy and wanting to spend time with someone. Because I really think if she had in the very beginning been like, "Hey, can you back off a bit?" He would have been like, "I'm Roy fucking Kent. Let me go hang out with my nephew Phoebe." And been adorable. Yeah. And then, like, be, a, be you know, and then I'll come back and, y- y- you know, whatever. But, like, because she, because he doesn't tell her no, I think he's just, he's being a smitten kitten. Because she just, doesn't like, speak up. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because clingy, I, I, I draw the line of, like, clingy would be, like, if she'd asked, he would have guilted her into spending more time with her. Like, totally. what? Totally. Like, that's clingy. Whereas I think he is just, like... I want to spend as much time with her as I can. And yeah. that's that's different. Because he fucks with her so, so much. He loves her. I do agree with it's you on adorable. that. I'm just having flashbacks. Like I said, I had a relationship, yeah. a, a good relationship end because of that. Oof. And, and just rough. very, it get like flashbacks. Like it almost turns it's, my stomach, which is really I can, I hard can, to say. But. I can imagine. I really can. Because again. Well, we're not going to bring it up again. We shan't say his name mm. for fear he will appear. So let's, 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 I think, shall we move to the next point? Yeah. So, okay. The next day, I, be- I believe it's the next day. Sometimes time on Ted Lasso is a little wonky. Like, is it a week yeah. or is it like 24 I hours? It's just bad. But basically, Nat, <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nat, I call him Nat. Nate comes into the office, right? Nathan. 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 Yes. Nathan comes into the office. Mm-hmm. He's still on his phone, isn't he? He's on his phone. He's feeling himself, and he's listening Ooh. to like a sports show or a podcast or something. Talk about him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I could hear. I barely can stand when like t- someone tells me I did a good job at work. Like f- listening to an entire podcast about myself, I think I would throw myself out a window. Oh, I love it. I love like oh, ac- I you know accolades it. and praise and shit. I give hate me it. talk nice to me. Shit. No, no, I love no. It. Just be like you did a good <laughs> job, and then give me more money. Oh, I love Otherwise, it. shut up. I'll take the money too, but yeah. I mean, I just want the money. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I just want the money. Uh, like Tupac, uh, for the fame. I just want the money. Yeah, yeah. I just want money. Julie's a simple woman over here. Mm-hmm. So money. I want money so that maybe one day I can buy a lot of horses. Why do I want horses? No one knows. Not even I know. But I do want them. Nor do the horses. I mean, I'd I'd probably be a pretty good horse owner. Mm, to be I honest, because you know I'm a great big softy. <laughs> well, let's. Move back to Beard and Nate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the last, like, ten minutes or so has gotten very random. Um, yeah, we've, some of this is going to have to be edited out, I think. Well, for me, there is some of everything in my tea right now, and so I'm having a great time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, basically, this show is, like, giving him all this praise. They're like, he should be managing his own team. Goes to his head, right? Mm-hmm. So, when he gets into his office, Beard is in there lurking Sneaky. in the dark to confront him and he says you were rude to colin not just rude it was personal and weird do better and he's like the door's behind you to like shoo him away 
And yeah. when Nate realizes, wait, this is my office, he turns around to find that Beard's no longer there. I like this. I like how direct it is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to a point that you hate. Ted should be doing this. Now, Ted didn't notice it, so I'm accepting that Beard did it. But this is what Beard is uh managerial style is much more to my to my liking, which is knock it off, stop being an absolute dickbag. And, uh, you know, be nice to your coworkers. All right. I'm not going to take any issue with that at all because I got a big ass question and here's what it is. Beard wasn't real, right? No, Beard was real. Dude, when he turned like legit, I'm so confused about this. That's just because you want people want people. People to believe that Beard is is uh, like weird and slightly is weird. Magical. I don't think so. Like I, I was do like too. confused. Remember, he also does like Beard has weird hobbies. Like he's supposed to be a little bit. And then we get his like thing later. His yeah. episode later. No, in the no, season. I get he's a weirdo. I get that. But here's what I'm saying. When Nate turned around, that wasn't enough time for this man to disappear and disappear silently as well. And the cheer wasn't moving. My thing is, here's my question. Was this Nate's subconscious? Was this his conscience, rather? No, Beard was there and was yelling at him. I, uh, no. I think so. I think so, 100%. This was not actual physical, our Beard. This was Nate's conscience. No, it was Beard. It was Beard. He just pulled a Batman. Go watch it again and see what, and see, see what I, you think. No, no, it was Beard. I, I shan't watch it for a third time. It was Beard. Beard right. was there and he just well, scoodled. I will say this. I'll put it out this to the TV listeners. TV magic. Listeners, if you have an opinion about this, maybe I'll make it a poll. I think I'll do that. Was it real Beard or was it like, you know, Ghost of Christmas Past Beard? Like, was he an apparition or was it real or fake? Also, please write in questions to our email. Yeah, because because we want we want to know, and I swear we won't be as mean to you as we are to each other. I promise. No, this is years of friendship. We'll be really nice to you. <laughs> this takes years of friendship to be this mean. Okay. Ashley and I have known each other for the majority of our lives. That's true. You keep saying that, and it always I know, I, and it's I great. don't believe when you say it, so it's always weird. It's like we oh, met each other right? in September of two thousand and eight. It's crazy. When we were 18 years That's old. That's not right. Not 2008. 2004? 2004? Yeah. 2004. Okay. Listen, I sometimes forget when I graduated high school and when I graduated college. Yeah. Um, and we are now, it's now been fully 18 years. And we are 36. How dare you? I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 25 was... forever. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. yeah, that's, guys, that's a secret that no one tells you about growing up is, is that, like, you think you're 25 forever. Like, you remember when you saw adults and, like, you thought they were so responsible and mature? In their heads, they're just 25 forever. Yeah. Fully. So, I'm, like, 17 forever in my head, Loki. Uh, no, I'm much better. Because, like, my brain did a thing when I was around 26. A lot of background radiation kind of quieted out. Mm. And I like I like it's it's been much much uh quieter in here. That's very interesting. Then. Well, I was talking to my friend about it, who is a psychology psychologist, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're you're like that's like a common thing. It's probably because your brain actually finished myelinating, and that's that's like that's what you experience." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, interesting." Let's hope that it doesn't demyelinate. It's a big fear of mine. That would be. Um, horrifying and yeah. i think uh that is 
your brain generally doesn't that would be dementia it's or... one of the neurological yeah it's like yeah yeah dementia or that's seriously a big fear of mine if it happens in your periphery that is leprosy oh shit yeah that's um, what leprosy is it's demyelination of your nerves oh yeah i read that recently because i was reading Julia about Science game of thrones Corner. <laughs> i like that julia Science Corner. <laughs> i was reading about uh house of the dragons so Oh, what were you reading about the dragons? Was it about uh, the thing, the the stone? Just Viserys and, you know, uh, what was wrong with him. God, One knows. of the theories was re- leprosy. I guess, but I thought that the stone the stone thing was supposed to be leprosy in their universe. Grayscale? Grayscale, there we go. Uh, well, I don't think that was it, but that was one of the theories, you know, leprosy. I don't agree Who with knows? that theory. Um, okay, so back to Ted Lasso and not Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Keely and Roy get to work at the same time. This is the next. Oh, no, this is the same morning, rather. Yeah. And he snubs her. Like, he doesn't acknowledge her he at all. He is not talking to her mm. at all. Uh, Ted returns to Dr. Sharon again. And she knew that he would be back, okay? And she schools him about what he said to her before. Yeah. About, she her his neck. Man. Yeah. Sets him straight. Because he deserves to be set straight. And... Ted is remorseful. And he is. So she has to get him together about the whole thing about therapists not caring because they get paid. And, you know, she points out that you don't work for free, uh, Mr. White Man. So, and yet he truly cares, which is a great point, Dr. Sharon. So yes. watch how you talk to her, okay, please? Yes. And I would, I w- before we, before we, this is another one of Julia's fashion interludes. Mm-hmm. Whoever does her makeup does quite a lovely job. She's so pretty. It's it's very like it's subtle. It's not over the top. She doesn't have like a full face like Keely or or Rebecca. She's like I mean I mean she does. She obviously does because she's on television. Television, yeah. But yeah, but like they like she it, and she has much more of a no nonsense like a not high maintenance look to her. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does a great job. Plus, uh, the found her foundation actually matches her skin tone, which is mm, not always accurate. She probably has that Fenty, you know. But yeah, someone whoever did it did it well and like actually matched her skin tone under multiple like um you know lights. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I did notice that. I noticed that she looked so great and I also noticed that Ted looked great. I think it was the lighting in the scene to be honest. Yeah. But this probably. is the thing. I don't know if they're lighting for black people like with the pink light. Maybe mm-hmm. they are. But it's the thing that that's why Oprah invented that because it makes everyone look better. Okay, so I feel like if you were very pale it might look you, make you look a little weird. Mm-mm. Yeah, maybe. But who knows? Probably works for most people, though, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just. I mean, she looked great. I just love the relationship between them. I love the tension. But I also love kind yes. of the, the growing intimacy of it at the same time. And it's I like, like watching that. Ted Lasso being put in one of those finger traps. Remember those from when you were a kid? Because like oh, the I more I hated him too. The the more he pulls away though, the closer he gets drawn in. You know, I so chewed I myself loved... out of one once. Because <laughs> it's just grass. It's just like woven whatever. I'm sorry. Say that and again. I, just, you I chewed... chewed myself out of one. All right. Oh, okay. Once. Yeah. The the little finger trap. You push your thing, and I was like, it was like, nope. I'm done with this. I just went chop 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 chop. How chomp. old were you? I don't know, like five 25? or six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You would have known about that. I would have like, <laughs> were you like I would have been very proud of myself. I would have sent you pictures. You would have known. I was a young, I was a young kid. 
Uh, I can kind of see uh, my imagination of what little Julia would have been like doing that. I was much different as a child than I am as an adult. I was much more shy and a little bit more feral. <laughs> yes. Feral is most of what's my, in my imagination. <laughs> I mean that in a complimentary way. Thank you. Um, so Ted apologizes for being a drama queen. And Sharon says she understands because self-care can be scary, especially if you don't do it. So that's a good point for Sharon to point out. And she also knows that he does both fright and flight at the same time. He does. Very efficient. She notes his impressive range. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out, Glenn Close. Watch out, Glenn Close. That's right. Um, And so Teddy's just scared because maybe he doesn't want to learn the truth. All right. And, well, Sharon says, the truth shall set you free, but first... But first, it will piss you off. This, yep. is, this is one of her best lines. Because it's true. Yes. It's why you go to therapy. This is, this is somebody who wrote this sat through therapy. They did. Like, definitely the person or people writing this have an have appreciation been, yeah. for yeah. therapy. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. And, okay, I just wanted to note something about this. Um, mm-hmm. Watching this scene back in 2021, probably... Because I think I watched it right when it came out. Um, was the first time that I thought, ooh, I'd love to do a podcast on this show. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's too bad. That'll never happen because I don't do that. And now and look at us. me to humor, humor you. Look at us. Who would have thought? Hmm? Who would have thought? Wow. Not me. Not me. <laughs> Crazy. So anyways, um, I just love the whole impact of this scene. You know, Teddy is trying and that's what really counts. It's not going smoothly, but he's trying. No, but I like that. So I like that he doesn't, um, he persists. I also, again, like that it deals with like the fact that therapy can be scary. It is a form of self-care. I really wish, maybe I can't recall if they hit on this in later episodes, um, but it is medical care, not just self-care. Yes. Like it is like, it is, there's nothing to be ashamed of because like, your brain is just another organ in your body. And sometimes you need, like, you go get prescriptions. Like, if you, you know, if you get a cut on your finger and it gets infected, you go get prescriptions. But sometimes with your brain, you don't need, it's, it's like physical therapy. It's like, oh, you strain a muscle in your back, you go get physical therapy for it. You know, when you strain uh, your brain, you go talk it out. Yeah, I totally agree. More yeah. therapy for everyone. Real, I'm trying. There's... Oof, it's very it's hard, hard in right New now. York right now. Yeah. But yeah, um medical and mental health care parity. Yes. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So later at practice, Nathan does the right thing and he apologizes to Colin for being a cocky, prickish, wounded butterfly asshole. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I also like that when uh sorry, there's a head quote, I think it that starts the opening thing take a breath of fresh air o2 all the way down to your prostate and i was like oh yeah it's like oof, that's more descriptive than i needed it to be i don't have a prostate but that does sound refreshing it does it was very descriptive mm-hmm. it was a little maybe touched too much but it did sound refreshing it did um i often wonder about men and their prostates just curious i about don't want to know any more than i need to know which is okay, that you should I'm get them checked all along with from you get cancer pet. in them. Yes, that's true. That is true. That's, Not what I was thinking, but that is a true statement. I mean, that's what you, <laughs> guys, get your if you're gentlemen listening to this, go to the doctor, have them check your prostate. You don't want to get cancer. Most of most of our audience according to the statistics I can see are ladies. 
That's because we're rad. Yeah. Also, welcome to new listeners in the Netherlands and Mexico. Oh, cool. That's neat. Yeah. I should learn Spanish. Me I'm not going to learn Dutch, Netherlands. I'm sorry. I'm not going to learn Dutch. <laughs> so, and, so Nate is apologizing. He sticks out his hand for a handshake, and Colin's like, nah, bring it in. For a hug. Yeah. Calls him Boyo. Boyo. Oh, so cute. Is that <laughs> I a love it. thing? I don't know, man. I feel like it's an English thing. Or, like, they just say that over there. But I feel like I should be starting to call more people boyo. Mm. Oh, be careful how you say that, too. So, and then everybody piles in, and they all do this little group hug, and it's, it's very, very cute. It's very sweet. It was the best thing. Just the best thing. And so, Ted missed, as you noted earlier in the podcast, um, he missed all of whatever happened here. Because he was mm-hmm. too busy fighting his demons and fighting Dr. Sharon. And, but, you know, he checks in with Beard and he's like, is everything okay? Do I need to do something about this? And Beard's like, nah, you know, everything's cool. I think it's worked out. And so then Ted's like all, (laughs) he decided to treat it like a stew that he left on the stove overnight because you fell asleep watching Citizen Kane after too many beers. And Another reference to his drinking. uh, Something that Ted Lasso would totally do, right? Like he said that because he did that last night. (laughs) I mean, he just did that. That's a um, shame because te- stew is delicious, but like when you burn the meat, man, it's over. Yeah, well, he was like he calls it the best type of stew, and I'm like, also Ted, that's a way to get food poisoning. Like, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> don't do or that. Or to like start a fire. Yeah, <laughs> six of one, half dozen of the other. Okay, so to start to wrap things up, Roy is out coaching the starters, and he gets a lesson from Jamie about giving people space, and he has oh. his realization. And it's exactly what he needs in order to understand our sweet Keely better. And he's like, you can see it dawning on his face. And he's like, fuck. I love it. I love it. I love it. Jamie stands up for himself. And Jamie's like, I didn't even do anything wrong. I wasn't wrong this time. What's happening? Because Jamie is a dumb, dumb idiot. He's a sweet little, sweet little dumb, dumb. And so he doesn't realize that, you know, when, when Roy does these big screeching fucks, that he's not talking about Jamie. He is... <laughs> Yeah, and you could see that Jamie's like Jamie's just baffled. Poor, when Jamie baffled Jamie, when Jamie was offering the correction that he learned from another coach whose name I forget, you mm-hmm. can see that he's trying to be diplomatic about it and just points, yes, because he's points. still a little bit afraid of, of Roy. And, but he's still trying to get himself to become a better person. Just points to Jamie Tart. Yeah, he's trying. He's crushing so hard. it. He's crushing it. He's my little boy. Uh, I want to. I want to squeeze his little cheeks. Yeah, I just wanted to like r- rub his back, like you know, you do with a kid. Who's like upset? Yeah. Just like, oh, baby, it's all right, baby. I know so you're doing you, your best. You, you, you did, you did it good. You did good. <laughs> yeah. You did good, baby. Yeah. He's just having a moment. Yeah. So the team gives Nathan a personalized jersey with the nickname Wonder Kid on the back. Oh, this was wonderful. I loved it. It was wonderful, and it was Will's idea. And Nate, um, as he's been doing all episode, he's so up and down on this moniker Wonder Kid. And I'm like, does he like it or does he not? Well, to me, it seems like when the paper or the sports show uses it or references it, he likes it. But when Colin or Will uses it, he doesn't like it. So it's not the phrase. It's who sang it. And I think that's really weird. I think it's based on status. Just like he admitted with Colin, I think it's gross. And I hate it with the very core of my being. Like, I hate it deeply. I hate it. Be consistent. Be consistent and stop being one of these people that cares about like status and bullshit like that because you didn't have status five seconds ago. So 
and you still don't arguably like you're just on you're just now starting out really so he doesn't really take his own lesson there which he should have learned from the Colin situation and also I noticed that he's still trying to pose like he said Wonderkin <laughs> and Jan Maas is like mm, but did you <laughs> so count on coming with the crushing remarks mm-hmm. direct you know not rude direct because he's Dutch mm-hmm so Ted's at the bar getting loose, you know, getting that trademark sparkle in his eye, you know, having some pints. Yep. And um, Tresemme Ulala, hair model slash independent reporter Trim Grimm comes in. He does. And he's seeking an official comment from Ted on what happened during the Spurs match when Ted ran off the field. And so Trent's looking into this like a good reporter should, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. It's weird. And what he has a happened? relationship with Ted. Yeah. But, you know, he's earning his money. And um, Ted yeah. lies, of course. And he does. Uh, But I think the implication here is that Trent doesn't believe him. Right. That's why he's earning his money. Um, that's what they pay him to do, okay? Mm-hmm. And anyway, so Ted lies. And Ted's kind of a good liar, but kind of not. He's not a very good liar. Yeah, I would... Yeah, I don't know how to read it. I would say not very good. Mm. Um, so Keely gets home to her house and she sees a bag by the door, and she thinks that Roy is leaving her. Okay, oh, I was heartbroken. Yeah, and she, you know she gets to him and she asks him like, "Are you leaving?" And there's tears in her eyes. Like, ugh, God, it was really upsetting. But he's not. Instead, he made her a bath with candles and rose petals and a playlist. And he gives her her space. Yes. He says, you won't see me for at least three hours. Yeah. And I have to say, when a man makes you a playlist, that's how you know. He she dresses her. You got him. And oof. And he makes fun of her gross feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, something, about, great. something about Roy, right? Like, overall, mm-hmm. you know, Brett Goldstein, very attractive man. But that voice that he puts on, mm-hmm. it is so sexy that he can say the grossest shit and it's still Ooh. like blindingly hot. So yeah, he was talking about like her gross feet. He was talking about clogged drains and hairballs that look like drowned rats. <laughs> and I'm over there on my couch like, mm, yeah, like literally yeah, talk okay. dirty to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Say something really gross. I yeah. want to hear it. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Especially with in it. that little purr he does. Yeah. How does that work? That, that shouldn't. I don't know, man. A human being but shouldn't be did. able to do that. God, he's so handsome. Yeah, he is. So but la- it's more than that. It's not that he's just handsome. It's yeah. The whole Roy Kent package. It's like the whole thing. Yeah. We've had multiple conversations about this. Yeah. I wonder how much tail does Brett Goldskin get? Like a lot, probably. Probably a lot. Man. I want to know what his deal he is. He looks, and he's probably he's clearly like capable of making fun of himself. Yeah. Oh, he's funny too, right? The real one, yeah. the real life person is funny. I believe he is. Yeah, I believe he started out as a comedian. Yeah, well, you know, you know he's funny from his writing and yeah. Yeah. And um, he's going to be in, he's in Marvel shit now and it's crazy. Yeah, I love that a lot. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Doing amazing, sweetie. So, yeah, crushing it, babe. Lastly, Nate is searching, God, his name on Twitter again. Ugh. And you know how Twitter is. It gives with one hand and it takes with the other. So, Well, notice, did you notice he scrolls through quite a bit till he gets to the one exactly. negative yep. thing? Yep. And that's the one, like most people, that gets stuck in your craw, right? You focus on the negative thing. So when 
He sees people shitposting about him. He gets in it his feelings. It was one post. It was one post. Was it really just one? It was just one. Like, he scrolled through. Okay. And it was just one. And it just said, not my wonder kid. Ugh. Yeah. So, he he gets all upset and his feel feels and uh, he does something really, really bad. He goes and he yells at Will. A literal child. I hope he's not like a literal child, but he may as well be. I think he's like 18, 19, and like, again, full grown adult. This man is an adult, an adult, and he's yelling at, like, the Kip Boy. I mean, he's called the Kip Boy for a reason. Yeah. Because I think it's supposed to be a boy. (laughs) He's a young person. A boy. A boy. (laughs) (laughs) You have to say it like that. Um, He goes over there and he, he yells at him. He goes, if you ever humiliate me again, I'll make your life a fucking misery. Oh, and you know what? Oh, you're you're kind of underscoring something important because when he does that, you don't see who he's talking to at first. And then yeah. it's it's Will that kind of, you can figure because it's, it's in the boot room. It's in the kit room, yeah. Yeah, but the... then it's Will that kind of walks out. He closed the door and he draws the blind. I imagine that he's crying in the corner. I imagine that he is. And yeah. it hurt my heart. So Will's a little cutie. Yeah, like I said, he's like a baby penguin. You know, he's all fluffy yeah. and you just want to cuddle yeah. him and keep him warm. I didn't like this. And he tried to be nice to this fucking man by doing yeah, the Jersey thing. And it was like thing. a sweet thing. It yeah. was like a legitimately sweet thing. And he got all the other teammates in. Oh, so I, I, I was furious. I don't like that shit. Furious. Um, anyway, so this is the end of the episode. We leave on a really down note. It bummed me out, and uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it did. And they go out on I Feel Free by um, Cream. And I felt betrayed because I love this song. But on the other hand, I thought it was a good choice because I've always found, like, the instrumentation, like, kind of disconcerting and, like, foreboding and creepy, um, even though the lyrics are about love. So... I did not clock. You're going to have to explain music stuff to me because I'm a bit of an idiot when that stuff comes around. Um, I just point this out to say that it's a spooky love song. And I love spooky Ooh. love songs. Like uh, another good one is like Footsteps in the Dark by the Isley Brothers um, or the entire Blonde album by Frank Ocean. Like it basically it's like you're not OK, but you're like singing about kind of innocuous things. Um, so I thought that was kind of good because... Uh, it kind of captured the whole episode in a way. Like you see Mm -hmm. like certain people in the episode are trying to free themselves, but then you also have a bad taste in your mouth from Nate. Yeah. Freedom doesn't necessarily always mean a good thing. Nate, I think is trying to free himself from his, I don't know the way he sees himself, but he's going about it in the wrong way. Thank you. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Captured in a song. Like there was something evocative about that choice to me um all right so that gets us to our segments segments a lot happened in this episode i kind of had trouble with with the segments this time but um anyway let's jump right in our first segment is the moment that was life or our favorite moment football is life julia what was your favorite moment okay so this is a hard, it was either the bath scene from Roy, or I think it might have actually been the scene where he figures out what Keely is trying to tell him, 
and the field because it's just genuinely funny. He's just like, fuck. <laughs> and poor Jamie is just so baffled. Poor little Jamie, yeah. He's just so dumb. This is my dumb little baby. I just want to pass over. What about you? Which moment gave you life? I agree that it was the bath scene for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just bless Roy for learning because he listened. He's, he's he learned. listening. Yeah. yeah. And he so, did it on his own. Yes. And he did it really well. It's like he a did. nice little bath that he drew. So kudos to Roy for that. I like that he destroyed their neighbor's process to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He stole it from the neighbors. That's best. Yeah. Our next segment is Be a Goldfish or the moment that you would like to forget your least favorite moment. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. What was yours? So it's going to be Nate anytime. It's multiple. Whenever he's cruel. Whenever Nate is cruel. Especially to Will. Because again, we've discussed Will is a little baby. Um, but I'm not like like him being mean to Colin and like because we've seen kind of like I don't know that Nate's aware of it, but we have seen Colin kind of struggle with his self worth, and so to watch him just deflate Colin, like it was just hard to watch. Yeah, I agree. And in that moment, like you can see Colin become deflated. Yeah, you just see it come across. Like the actor does a very good job. They, like it comes across his face, and it's just. Yeah, like something he thought was fun. They were all having a good time. They were, you know, you know, taking the piss, as they were saying. Like, and then it just becomes real, real, real fast. And you're like, motherfucker. Yeah. God damn you, Nate. Whereas, is you the same? Or what's your goldfish moment? My moment was Ted losing his shit on Dr. Sharon. Because mm. I just thought it was rude and it over the top. Rude. Yeah, and I didn't like it one bit. I didn't like that. And it's like, just because you have a problem with your feelings shouldn't mean that you should talk to this professional in this way. Like, who, this who is, this is, guys, precisely this is do you think you are? excellent life advice. Don't make your feelings other people's problems. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Good phrasing. Um, I mean, well, his feelings kind of are her problem in a way. I mean, yes, he's she's a psychologist. In a professional psychi- sense. She, yeah. But uh, still, Not that way, though. Still be polite. Yeah. There's nothing, you, you lose nothing in life by being polite. What a fucking ass dick. I didn't like that. I'm sorry, didn't Teddy. Like you know I love you. Uh, fission, fictional Ted Lasso that can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like that at all. Um, okay, the next segment is Biscuits, or our favorite character. I brought you a little something. Oh. Yeah, cookies. <laughs> or as y'all call them here, Biscuits, right? Who'd you have? Here. Can you guess? Roy. No. Ha! Oh, fuck. It was Dr. Sharon. Oh, okay, yeah, Sharon. She's crushing it. I like that she's she wants to help. She's clear. She has, she has like, I like the way that she's clearly like open, but very um. She's clear. She's kind, but like she sets like clear boundaries between her and her clients. Yeah. But I love that like she won't be pushed around. Ted was rude to her, and she came when he came back in. She was like, "Listen here, you little shit," like. What you said was mean, and I shan't tolerate it. Yep. But, you know, all professional-like. Yes. Yeah, she got him together. She did. Um, For me, this episode, it was... I'm not really going to give it to anybody. I think I have an, a bunch mm. of almosts. 
Really? Yeah. So I was going to say, like, maybe Colin for being the strong, capable man that he is. He is a strong, capable man. He is. And also for not rock-socking Nate the way that he could have. Um, huh. And then I thought maybe I'll give it to Sam for being Sam because he's Sam and he's cute and Sam. he smiles. Uh, you know, Sam is going around smiling at people and shit. And I'm just like, oh, okay. He's the best one. There's the best person walking the earth right there. Um, I wanted to give it a little bit to Ted and Sharon for just how deep they dug and how dope those scenes were. Um, and then I wanted to give it a little bit to Roy too, but you know what? Actually, I was going to give it to Roy and then I talked myself out of it just because of how much I was triggered with his behavior early on. So that's on me. That is on you. That yeah. is on you. Cause Roy got it together. So maybe Roy deserves it. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I was all over the place with this one. All right. And so then our last superlative is hot brown water or our least favorite character. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. Huh. No, thank you. Do I have to ask you? Uh, so this is gonna shock you. Oh no! It's not Nate. It's oh, not it's Nate. Nate. Oh wow! So this is, this is. I told you at the very beginning. We're gonna come back to this. It's Nate's mom. So how the why? fuck is it the mom? Okay, 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 okay. She sees how her husband treats her child and does not do anything. About like, I, this is, I think, like, I don't understand how a mother could not protect, like, this is, like, not protect her son. And, like, she's just letting it happen. Because he doesn't do it to her. He's clearly, like, we see her, see him be kind to her. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to so, preface. Oh, sorry. Yes. We finished. No, no, that's it. I know that I might, but I might be reaching is all I'm going to say, but. That's that's how I see it. So I'm going to say that I'm going to preface what I'm going to say because I'm going to do a real hot take. All right, um, let's see. I, but I'm going to preface it by saying that I, in a rational brain, agree with you. Okay. Like me, Ashley agrees with you. Hot take, mm -hmm. Ashley. Here's what I wonder. All right. Could Nate's dad be right? Right. So we see that he's not a generally abusive person. He's nice to the mom. My question is, is it possible that Nate's dad from something, you know, from watching Nate be Nate all his life knows that there's something up with Nate? Do you, do you get where I'm going? Because the, put the your thing... dumb ass child in therapy. You don't just be shitty to him because it's not it clearly didn't help that. Yeah. So, again, totally agree with that. But the thing that he says to Nate about the humility thing, right? That I was think a bar. You're not wrong. It you was not wrong. Well, I'm not even trying to be right or wrong. I'm just throwing out this like hot ass take. I don't even agree with it fully. Okay. Hmm. But the thing that he says is they say humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. How is that like that's such a astute read of what Nate's problem is? So is Nate's dad an asshole or is he just up on who the fuck his son is maybe maybe not because I think a lot of his problem is is that his dad like it just a lot of it comes down to his dad constantly undercutting him and it, maybe you're right maybe he sees something there but like whatever his solution to it has only made it worse mm -hmm. yeah like the real solution is Putting that poor child into therapy. 
or talking like to him not, or something. Yeah, or yeah, like not constantly undercutting him in the withering manner in which he does. Yeah, because you're just building a monster at that point. Like even if my hot take theory is yeah. correct, you're now just culpable because you're helping to build this monster. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder about that though. I think maybe you're right. Maybe. No, I don't think I don't think I'm right. But I'm just hmm. just wondering. Cause that that one line was just so good. It was like fuck. Like the way that you're saying it is horrible, but like you know your son. You know what I mean? Hmm. So anyway, still not an appropriate way to handle it. You know, still would be a bad dad. Yeah. Did you finish your hot brown water? Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was a read on the mom because again, like the dad is clearly part of the problem. I just have a very, I think I have a very hard time of like, like, and this is obviously, I think probably people who've listened is a recurring thing is, is that I have a very hard time with people who see abuse and do nothing about it. So like I had a very hard time with Ted in season one where he didn't do anything about it um, with Jamie and Nate. And I have a problem with like, issues with Nate have been growing and Ted has been Ted has been wrapped up in his own stuff but um so Beard is addressing them like I I have a I have a I have a very hard time with people who stay silent with that so I think it's just I, I yeah I'm having a very hard time with his mom like I know Nate is the one that's being a piece of shit in this episode actively but like the fact that she did not help her son and protect him from his father it's just like it's a betrayal on a very intimate level i think mm. and one that i think maybe he does not realize or maybe mm-hmm. even the show doesn't realize mm. that's interesting it's like it's like you know people who um i don't know like their dad beat them and their mom stayed yeah oh yeah 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 it's Similar. It's not maybe not quite as severe, because it's not physical. I don't know if it is or not, and we've not seen enough to know. But it's it's bad news. Any situation like that, it's bad. Um, I also just like to focus in on the actual perpetrator, and then the secondary to me are kind of the standby people, which I know that like that you know I know, but anyway, so. My hot brown water was um, Nate for being mean to Colin and then mean to Will. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, oh, also, you know, Nick Muhammad is just like chilling to watch. He He's yes. so good. Like this man, give him all the roles. Like I want to see him good. in everything. He's very good. He's very good because you see it underneath. Uh, like, like we've talked about before. Like you see it. Like you see he you see a lot of this stuff underneath and like what makes him so like you're saying chilling, but like what makes him still so like you still kind of want to help him is is that underneath all this, you just see this hurt lost little boy. Yep. And it's like, I I don't like seeing him be cruel to other people. I don't like it, but, um, you you see where it's driven from. He so very clearly displays where it's where it's coming from, the root of it all, which yeah. is he's he's hurt. Yep. He's hurt. And that that's in the that's in the writing, but it's also for me, it's the way that he plays yes. the range. Yes. Because I feel like another actor maybe couldn't sell this. 
And so the, yeah. the actor himself, the casting director, whoever that was, like they did, they did their thing with building this character. And it's like, I, I've literally gotten to the point now with Nate where I don't want to see him on the screen. Like when he comes on the screen, I'm kind of turned off. But also I want like a separate spinoff show that's going to follow him and see all the bullshit that he's getting up to in his daily life. Like it's simultaneously, I don't want anything to do with him. And also I want to know everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it's so good. It's stupid good. And like, just give him a role where he can like, just give him everything. I'm just, I'm a huge fan. What, what, it's whatever great. you're up to, Nick Muhammad, just keep. You're crushing it. Keep yeah. doing it. Keep doing it. Just, it's, yeah. All right. So now we're up to themes. Did you have any themes? I don't know. You know, I'm bad at this. I think themes would be. Hmm. This was hard for me this episode as well. Yeah, I don't know what the it would be growth or like you said, like this, like freedom. And like in Ted's case, the freedom is is that he's freeing himself from his past trauma. But in and in um, Keeley's case and and Roy's case, they're freeing themselves from each other, but in a good way. And um, in Nate's case, it's to just be an unholy asshole. Yeah, maybe understanding himself so maybe in a freedom? bad way. <laughs> yeah like it's it's yes yeah i just does I, that make sense that i think that's great i like that the only thing that i saw because they did so much in this episode um uh don't bottle shit up yeah don't do it don't do it <laughs> don't do it it's bad for you <laughs> don't bottle shit up um also don't do cocaine all right I so mean, or heroin <laughs> I feel like heroin is the one you really got to watch out with and meth. Oh, I was saying that because I referenced um, White Lines. Um, great song. Uh, okay, buddy. So that is the end of the episode. And um, join us next time when we'll tackle episode eight of season two. I didn't look ahead to see what the title of that episode was. No, but... and remember, we won't be doing it next week because my mom's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, uh, Julia's mom. And we won't be doing the show next week. I might do something. Yeah, I don't know. We, we tried to plan it, but again, we used our professional brains for our professional jobs. And that doesn't always leave us <laughs> <laughs> with a whole lot of space for our fun time jobs. Um, so we apologize for, for skipping a week. Um, and uh, it's my mom's birthday. So it's for a really good reason. I got to drive all the way home to see my mom. Yeah, so enjoy that. Um, there's a very small chance that I might do like a little quick something, a, like, like a Trent Krim question or something like that. Trent Krim. Yeah, which is basically, it was supposed to be part of this podcast, but I got lazy. But it's basically um, behind the scenes type stuff and answering mm -hmm. like questions. So I might do that. I might not. Um, You're going to answer questions about me? I'm very no. fascinating. Okay, good. No, about the show. Oh. Um Anyway. Why not about me? I'm very fascinating. You really, this should just be a long form interview about me. Uh, we'll, we'll workshop that offline. God, that would be so fucking boring. <sighs> Listen, I gotta go feed my dog. Okay. Yeah, I, I heard somebody like passing out or something. I don't know what yeah, that was. He was threw himself dramatically to the floor because That's he's what part I husky. Yeah. And he does that from time to time. It's like, that sounds like a big dog throwing their weight around. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, 
Thanks for listening and join us next time. Woo-woo. Bye. Bye, guys. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and send your comments, theories, and just any general feelings you have about what we covered this week to tviuslifepod at gmail.com. And we may cover it on an upcoming episode. Thank y'all for listening. Until next time, take care of your characters and each other.